0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson.
1: Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 51 I am Matt O'Leary. I am joined by Mitch Anderson, who is pumping his fist, so I'm guessing he knows what edition he's going with as he cracks a cold one for the boys.
2: Yes. Oh, God. It's so cold. It's too cold. It's foaming
1: up. He's going to do a quick little drink.
2: There you go. Oh, I spilled it all over the place. Oh, it's too cold in my fridge, so it's fizzing all over the place. It is the Franz Nielsen edition. Oh. (coughs) (laughs) I drank that too quick.
1: That was really Anyways, entertaining to watch. Yeah. I know as you're listening to this now, you won't understand what really just happened, but
2: just watching that all <laughs> unfold
1: was really funny.
2: So we have a small little beer fridge in our basement, and we've, we've got it stocked. So the beers that I'm drinking now, or the beer that I drink now, we, we kept closer to the top where the, the, the freezer, quote-unquote, is. And it's way too cold up there, I guess. I have it at zero, as, as low as you can go without it being off. And it's way too cold, so when you open a beer, it just kind of goes everywhere. Just slowly. Just enough for you to go like, oh, I think it's fine. And then pfft, a volcano erupts.
1: Yeah, so that was very entertaining as Mitch tried to stop that and then drink it at the same time.
2: Yeah, so essentially what I did is I was, I was reenacting uh, people from Pawnee drinking out a water fountain just with my beer. So all of the volcano action went into my mouth instead of all over my keyboard. So you're welcome, keyboard. I saved your life. It did. Score one for Mitch back home. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Mitch, want to just jump right into it? Yeah, so Franz Nielsen edition. Yay, whatever. Move along. Uh, Andrew Ladd, I think, is the first thing we want to talk about and not Franz Nielsen. Yes,
1: although we do have some love for Franz Nielsen, so shout out to Franz because that's the edition we're going with. We are going to start with Andrew Ladd, and I know he is. Probably public enemy number two, because we know who number one is, arguably with Brock Nelson in the mix for public enemy number two, and maybe Josh Bailey in the running. If you had to do a Mount Rushmore of public enemies, it's probably Josh Bailey, Andrew Ladd, Brock Nelson, and then John
2: Tavares for obvious reasons. Oh, we should do that with a public enemy album cover and just replace like Chuck D and Flava Flave and put in like Brock Nelson and Josh Bailey. Oh we right. have to do that.
1: Thank you. That was a that's a good idea, Mitch. I like that. I I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and Photoshop
2: that. I'll try to do the same. We'll see which one's okay. better. So that's gonna be put on the it's agenda. It's gonna be yours. Okay. Uh so Andrew Ladd.
1: Is he salvageable? That's what I wrote here in the in the running order. Um, I hope so. I think
2: is the only thing you could. <laughs> it didn't sound to very
1: assured, like reassuring, Mitch.
2: Well, is anyone reassured when it comes to Andrew Ladd? Like, what what can we do for him? Nothing. It's just kind of like fingers crossed for the next two years that he does something okay. That he's just okay. That's the, uh, that's our best case scenario with him. Right? Yeah,
1: I guess so. He's probably going to be a third line player this year. If you had to guess, right? Yeah. So yeah. maybe you get thirty five points
2: from Andrew Ladd? And that's again, that's hoping for the best, right? 35, 40 would be I, a real be nice backflip. But for 40 I, points. that's too high. Yeah, it's still not worth five point five a year. Well, I don't think either of us is trying to say that. I think what we're saying is that how could we live with him being on the roster and it's thirty five forty points pretty much yeah, like would it it would suck
1: if he if he continues to put that up because obviously he's being paid five and a half million dollars, you would think he'd have to be putting up fifty points a season for that kind of money, and we know that's not gonna happen, but last year was just brutally bad, and the year before that wasn't great either, I know the goals were there, but the assist numbers were god-awful in 2016 not, 2017 they were
2: not there so
1: if he gives you like 35 point maybe I'm, I'm just gonna throw a number out there let's say 20 goals and 15 assists i think you could be i don't know if happy is the right word but you could say all right you could live with that
2: yeah absolutely right and, and again it's it's always going to come back to his contract because there's contract is absolute hot garbage but if you're getting 35 points on the third line from him that's pretty good that's going to service us well in terms of making a point like look he peeps were 29 last year so that means we're adding a net 6 points to our, our net total so the rest of the 4 is just have to pick up the slack for it John Tavares is 84 and we'll be okay yeah, so
1: eight, okay 84 minus 6 so only 78 more
2: points 78. to go Mitch. But that—that's assuming we want to stay at like the seventh or eighth best offense in the league, which I think anyone will take. Average, like fifteenth, sixteenth overall. Yeah, I think because the defense is going
1: to be better, hopefully. Knock on wood, and the goalie play should be better (laughs) too. So it's not like you have to score, you know, three hundred goals or whatever it was last year. Two hundred
2: and sixty-three, I believe.
1: So you don't have to be. That high in in production, you know, no. it could be middle of the road and you could probably get by with it.
2: Well, like, look at Columbus. Columbus last year were middle of the road in terms of goals for, goals against, and even their penalty, or their power play was middle of the road. Or was it their penalty kill was in the middle of the road? One of their, I think it was penalty kill, was in the middle of the road. So I think they were ranked... Oh, I'm going out on a limb here. I wrote it, but I already kind of forget. It was like 15th, 17th, and 22nd in terms of goals for, goals against, and penalty kill. If the Islanders could be anywhere near that this season, they'd be all right. And that's a decrease in goals again, or goals for sure, but that's what happens when you lose to ours. That's an increase in goals against, or I guess a decrease if you're looking at it that way. Um, and that's that, that could be due with just a better structure. And their penalty kill, again, better structure, but not significantly better, right? They were last in the league. If they go up by another three to four spots, that's a marked improvement at least.
1: I definitely think you could take those kind of marginal improvements where you can get them. And Andrew Ladd's really the perfect example for taking a marginal improvement. And do you think Barry Trotz plays any kind of role in improving Ladd, or is it just like he's a veteran, he's got to figure it out?
2: I think so. I think Trotz is one of those guys who likes his veterans, um, not to take away, not like we've seen with other coaches where they take away spots from youth, but I think that he, he realizes the value that veterans play and he plays to that value into that strength and he'll use Andrew Light in a way that he can be used or better utilized than he was in the past. And I think he'll extract something out of him, or at least I hope so. I really hope so. Um, but on the third line, and Angele was pretty good at controlling the rate of play. He only played just under 16 minutes last year. Like he was pretty good for the New York Islanders last year. He just didn't put up any points. Any. He put up 29. Um, more would be better. But the more points is only going to go so far as to justify his price tag, which we know at this point he's never going to do. Right? He's being paid $5.5 5 million for the next five years. That, five I, years!
1: The next thing I was going to say, the scary part is... It's five more years. It's not like two, you got to suffer through two more years or three more years, like with one of the bottom six forwards. No, 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 no. You got
2: five more years to go, Mitch, and he's already 32. I know, I know. It was an awful deal. Made worse by the fact that he's gone through, what is it, two years of no move clauses? Yes. Yeah, two years of no move, and he's got now two years of no trade clause before he moves into a modified no-trade clause for the last three years of his deal, and even that modified no-trade clause has a 15-team no-trade list. Fifteen! Who does that? Yeah, yeah, hey, uh, can I... I don't want to get traded. All right, so how about half the league we just say you can't get traded to? Oh, yeah, sure, for, for sure. For Andrew Ladd, who had scored, what was it, 46 points the previous year when he signed this deal? That doesn't make any sense. Why would anyone, why would he, why would Gar Snow tender that offer to Andrew Ladd? I don't fault Andrew Ladd for signing it because if you put that in my face, I sign it all day, every day. But why would, why would you give him this deal? I'd say the same thing. Why does have a no move? Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Or uh, Leo Komarov with a modified no trade clause. Why would you do that? <laughs> why? For what? Who cares? You're supposed to trade players like that. That's the entire point. Yeah, because, I mean, God forbid.
1: The, uh, and I know we're going a little bit off topic, but we'll bring it back. Uh, mm-hmm. God forbid the Islanders are out of it at the trade deadline. Then you try and flip with yeah. Filipula because he's gone at the end of the year anyway.
2: That's right. Uh, so with Andrew Ladd, we have these two years to hope for the best because in those two years, he has his full no trade clause. So we hope that we can get good production out of him and that at the end of that two years, we could trade him to someone in the other half of the league that might have might like him. Well, we'll take a hit. Like, how much would you keep of Andrew Ladd's deal on the books to get have him play somewhere else? Two million. Yeah, right? Easily, two million. Two to two and a half million dollars, I'd easily eat that up for the next three years if he's playing somewhere else. Yeah. Right, because that saves three to three and a half million that we could put into someone who's probably more useful. Right, and then
1: you could pay... Well, I mean, it kind of evens out and kind of sucks, but if you pay like somebody else $3 million to play on your third line, then it starts to make a little bit more sense.
2: Yeah, sure, absolutely. But again, you might have someone more efficient. And, and this is assuming that he's not going to be good next season. If he's okay, then you, you you chew that up. You chew that up. Well, no, this is actually saying that he was good for two seasons and you're looking for a buyer. So never mind. Uh, I, I walked myself back. In, no, yeah, wow, I think man. you still want him to be good. <laughs> Yeah, You want him to be good, see, you can get him to go. And then you just make peace with the fact that you had four years of five and a half million dollars, that is now over.
1: Who knows? Or maybe if uh, Seattle ever comes, they could trade him and say, look, here's your your first captain, a veteran, and uh, away you go.
2: Yeah. Go sturgeon fishing every day, buddy.
1: Is that what he's catching? Yeah, sturgeon. I don't even know what a sturgeon is.
2: Sturgeon is a huge uh, Ice Age type fish that feeds on the bottom. So it's like a really, really big catfish. Yeah, I, I saw the pictures. The way. thing
1: looked like something out of the prehistoric era. It,
2: yes. It, I, I don't think it's evolved since, I don't know, way before Jesus walked the earth, if and when he did. There you go. Yeah, It's been a very, very long time for
1: that. But I could see, I could definitely see a scenario where Lou pulls that off, like
2: Michael Grabowski 2.0. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Uh or or a, a Mark Andre Fleury, right? Like go go back to like your area of, of the world and try to lead this team to a respectable season. Agreed. And one of the things I wrote to in here
1: was that he has one of the worst contracts in the league. And I said, "Thank you, Tom Wilson, for taking that title away."
2: Well, I still don't know about that. I don't know Tom Wilson has the worst deal. What's the no-move situation on Tom Wilson's deal? I don't know. Does he have a no-move? I don't know, but that $5.25 million
1: for Tom Wilson is lay garbage, as you like to say.
2: It, it is and it isn't. Like Wilson, It's 5.16. Wilson's 24 now. Right When Ladd signed, he was 30 years old. So he's got a modified no trade. He being Wilson for the last four years of the deal. That's yeah. kind of poop. Nope. You don't want to do that. Why would you want to do that? A ten team no trade list. Oh my god. And then seventeen for the seventeen for the last two years. Andrew Ladd has double that. Double. I'm,
1: at least at uh. one point in his career, Andrew Ladd was a productive hockey player. Tom Wilson's
2: career high in points is thirty five. Yeah, and that was last year playing with Alex Ovechkin and um Backstrom. So you think he'd do more with that type of that type of? I'm backup.
1: pretty sure me or you could put up 35 points if we played with those
2: two. Maybe, maybe. I'm I'm an okay skater, so
3: that's all I got going I can't for me. Skate, so
2: I would just probably
3: <laughs> <laughs> just keep your stick yeah, on the ice right, mat and yeah. make sure you're not yeah. offside.
1: Uh, maybe just stand in front of the net and hope they like. Shoot something off of me and it goes in.
2: That's yeah. how you do it. That's how you play like
1: hockey. a more skinny Anders Lee. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pretty much.
1: <laughs> all right, Mitch, want to get on to your boy Josh Bailey?
2: Yes, I do. I've seen a lot of hate with Josh Bailey again. All yeah. Over. I guess I drink too much Kool Aid.
1: You might have, Mitch, uh, and this topic is a little bit negative on Josh Bailey. So you might have to brace yourself. We're going to be talking about how we think he'll fare without John Tavares.
2: Mitch, you pulled the numbers and not good. Well, I didn't necessarily pull any numbers. I just looked at someone else who pulled numbers. So I I, I looked at hockey viz. If anyone doesn't know that it's a uh, Micah Blake McCarty who uh, does a lot of hockey visualizations based off data analysis and he's got his with without you graphs that are ridiculously informative to tell you how a player has done with another player either with or sorry, either with a player without a player and that player without someone else. So in this case, it's Josh Bailey. I'm looking at Josh Bailey's with or without you five on five. And it's a graph that's adjusted the score adjusted shots for 64 and for six shot score adjusted shots per 60 against. And so what it does is it tells you how a certain player, in this case, John Tavares, is with Josh Bailey, how that player is without Josh Bailey, and that's, again, John Tavares, and then how Josh Bailey is without John Tavares. Josh Bailey without John Tavares is bad. So in in terms of the graph, if you look at it, bottom left is the worst, top right is the best, Josh Bailey is about as far bottom left as you can get without John Tavares. With John Tavares, he's almost borderline in the middle, so he's good when John Tavares is with him, and he's bad when John Tavares when he's not with John Tavares. And as we all know, JT ain't here next year because he's a turncoat. He is a turncoat, and
1: it definitely scares me a little bit. I, 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 again, I think that Bailey has turned a corner in his career. And I know all these numbers are going to be a little bit biased because when he didn't play with John Tavares was previous to the last two years. So I think that is going to play a little bit of a factor. And listen, I'm not saying that he's going to put up like 70 points again. But if he gives you 55-60, I still think you'll take that for $5 million. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. I, I think if you get 50 points out of Josh Bailey again, that's good. For $5 million, that's that's great value. Maybe not great value. It's fair value. good value. That's a good deal. Yeah. And,
1: and it's someone who's playing um, on the second so line, but too. You, it's not like he's on the, on the top line where you need him to produce like crazy.
2: Well, he might, right? Like, he might play on the top line. If you think about it, he could, but why would you take Jordan Everly off of that? Like that to me doesn't make any sense. Unless Everly doesn't do well, like he did like last year with John Tavares. Right. For me,
1: I think I go with this ideology. I want to keep Barzal and Everly together for sure, and I want to keep Lee and Bailey together for sure. So I'm keeping. Yes. I'm putting uh, Lee and Bailey on the second line and. Uh, the first line will be Beauvilliers, Barzal, and
2: Eberle. So that's an important note when you talk about Lee and Bailey. When you look at Bailey's numbers, again, with, without you, he has a lot of primary assists with Anders Lee. So yes, John Tavares had a positive impact, impact on Josh Bailey, but Josh Bailey had a positive impact on Anders Lee. Or Andersley, however you want to pronounce it. I do Anders, so, so.
1: I sound Anders. <laughs> Essentially, basically what you're saying is then you expect Andersley to be that uh, productive and like he was with Tavares in the past. So he can potentially put up another 35 or 40 goal season, even without Tavares.
2: Well, well, why wouldn't he, Right. Like, yes, John Tavares gets the puck to net. Other players can do that. Other players can get the puck to the net. As long as it gets to the net where Andersley is, he has the ability to get it in. He has that ability. Uh, John Tavares didn't help necessarily or, or didn't help Andersley create space in front of the net. Andersley did that all on his own. John Tavares made sure the puck made its way from essentially the blue line or somewhere else within the offensive zone towards the net. Other players can do that. Maybe not as efficiently as John Tavares can do it, but they can do that. And so I, I think he'll be fine. I really do. Maybe not a forty goal score, but thirty five goals, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I see that.
1: Do you? Do you not? No, I, I agree. I think maybe not, maybe okay, not forty, perfect. but
2: at at least no, in the th- thirty four plus. Yeah. And that'd be great. You still have a thirty-four goal score on your team. That uh, that's still incredibly serviceable. Like, how many players scored forty goals last year? Four, I think. Four or five. Ovi Linea Carlson and uh, and Lee. If I'm not mistaken, um, maybe I'm missing one there. Maybe Tyler Sagan. I think McDavid. Maybe. Um, uh, who's that guy? I've never forty-one heard of him for McDavid. Ah, stupid McDavid, always ruining things, getting his dumb name and everything. God, McDavid, too good for... Anything.
1: And Sagan was
2: also 40. Yeah, okay. That one I was pretty sure with, but I wasn't sure. Ah, stupid McDavid. Um, so five, or six. Anyways, Anyways, not a lot of <laughs> players scored 40 goals. I, I think he could hit it, I just don't... I don't see it. I can see him hitting the 35. That makes more sense I to I agree 100%. Me. So I... I think our
1: conclusion here is that, yeah, Bailey might not be as good without Tavares, but if you put him with Lee, the two can be productive together.
2: I think so. The only issue there is that you do you move Lee down to the second line? Do you take minutes off a of 40 goal score because you want to keep Bovillier with Barzal?
1: Ah. Uh, fair question. I know, right? Definitely a fair question, Mitch, but how much of a difference in minutes is it actually going to be?
2: Well, and that's, that's another, that's a good point, right? Like you can, in a way, look at the Toronto Maple Leafs where turncoat Tavares is going. I love that name. Turncoat Tavares, not better than pajama boy, but still, um, they're going to, they're going to have Matthews and Tavares. Who's number one, who's number two. Well, who knows? And who really cares? They're probably going to play equitable, equitable minutes.
1: Agreed. Uh, and Barzal played about two minutes less per game than Tavares did last year, just to give you some sort of idea. And so there you go. I just I'm curious, so I want to look something else up quickly.
2: Are those overall minutes? Or are those like five on five minutes? Uh, average
1: time on ice. Okay, here's a here's a better one. Uh, uh, here's a fair one, I guess. Malkin and Crosby. Okay. So Crosby was 2041. And Malkin was 1859, so that's pretty similar, too.
2: Yeah. That's essentially what's going to happen this year. Well, and it may not, depending on who the second-line center is, right? Yeah, Lord knows who that's going to be. Yeah, exactly. I have my suspicions, but I now have my doubts. Who do you expect? So we'll see come training. I I think it's going to be
1: Kovar. I hope so. I would rather that, but I... I am nervous that it's going to be Brocketron.
2: Brocketron 3000 down the middle. I only play for two months. Oh, there goes the sun. And his battery dwindles. You see, he's leading
1: the beauty league in points.
2: He always does, though. He does that every year. I said it's
1: the perfect league for him. You don't have to play any
2: defense, and everyone
1: plays (laughs) at half speed, it looks like.
2: (laughs) And it's in the summer, in full sun. Maybe not outside. He's not playing outside, so I guess it's not full sun. But he could leave, and it's still sunny. He could go charge up quick in between periods. (laughs) That's right. He's like Superman. Needs his vitamin D. Oh, my God. Craziness. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to talk about another
1: Josh that we like on this show? Yes! Let's Josh heavy it up. All right. (laughs) Let's move on to some Josh Hosang. Josh Hosang and Barry Trot seem to be
2: pals, and I'm loving it. Yes. Oh, God, why wouldn't you love it? I'm mcdonalds all over this place. I'm loving it. (laughs) Okay. I was was like, what? (laughs) All right. No? Uh, All right. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you love this? This is maybe not a blue-chip prospect, but should be a blue-chip prospect. He's not even necessarily a prospect. He's not even necessarily a rookie because he's played more than 40 games in the NHL. Um, This guy should be in the NHL last year. And he's still not. I want this guy to play in the NHL. I want him I, to.
1: I do too. And it seems like Trotz is going to give him every opportunity to win himself a job in the starting lineup, which I think is exactly how it should be.
2: Yeah. And according to Stan Fisher, when he was speaking to P.T. Isles, he said that, well, I, I see Joshua saying making the roster. That's great. Whatever, like, I don't know if that's necessarily going to actually happen, but I want to believe that so bad that I'm 100% sold already. That's confirmation bias 101. Yeah, but uh, it's coming from a reputable source, too. True. Yeah, it's not like Eklund saying this. This is Stan Fischler, <laughs> the
1: Maven. The, the Maven. From the Maven's lips to Lou and Barry's ears. So I, mm-hmm. I, I like this a lot because he's talking about wanting Hosang to be a part of the future and I think we're finally getting someone who understands Hosang as a player and kind of his like personality too. So I think there's going to be a better give and take with the two and I think the relationship's going to end up working out better.
2: Oh god, we need this so bad. We need someone to level with Joshua saying to be like I understand where you're coming from. Here's where I'm coming from. Let's meet in the middle. Let's have a let's have a discussion. Let's have some discourse about your playing career and what we can do to help you, and what you can do to help us. I, I think that's what he's he's been missing—that his entire time, just an honest and frank discussion about his hockey career. Because he hasn't had that. Because he had to meet some sort of random, ridiculous expectation that we need everyone to play defense. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't need everyone to play defense all the time. So, like, just can it, Gar Snow? let him play to his strength and find a way to minimize his weaknesses
1: exactly I, th- I don't think I could say it any better I definitely agree that he should focus on his strengths with his offensive game and you put him in situations where you're not relying on him in the defensive zone right like just put, put him in Perfect. situations to succeed instead of putting
2: him on the fourth yes. line in the NHL <laughs> Mitch it's not that hard he doesn't skate straight. Oh my god! Who the heck cares? Oh my god! If he is he scoring points, yeah, but he doesn't skate straight. Oh god, jeez, get him out of here! He should never play hockey ever again. Revoke his hockey license, or ever how that works. Come on, jeez, I, I I get he 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 has giveaways. I get it, but that's what happens with puck carriers. Look at Barzell. Look at Tavares. And you're going to say, well, he never produced like Tavares, and he never produced like Barzell. He never really got the chance either. But the thing
1: people forget and are so willing to look over was he's still a half a point per game player at the NHL level in just a 40-game sample size. Like, hello, he's going to grow on
2: that. Exactly. And playing with Brock Nelson. He made Brock Nelson watchable in
1: October of last year, Mitch.
2: (laughs) Imagine if he was around in December – Oh, my God, what would Brock Nelson be in December if Josh Hosang was there?
1: Yeah, maybe. This might have to be what you do, Mitch. You have Brock Nelson center the third line and have Andrew Ladd as a left wing and Josh Hosang carrying everyone.
2: You know what? I like that line. I really do. I like that line. Andrew Ladd takes care of getting the puck, not in the zone, but keeping it around in the zone. Joshua Tang takes care of getting it in there, and Brock Nelson is the setup. Gets set up to score, and he plays. He's gets to play down the middle where he's more likely to score. That's perfect. How is that not perfect? And you get that fifteen to sixteen minutes a night. Perfect.
1: I I, shr- I shrug because I I'm I'm just saying like they should. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm waiting for my phone call. <laughs> I have all the takes. I have an opinion on everything.
2: so We need to get you a job in the front office just so you can like sweet whispers into, uh, into Lou's ear. Josh was saying on the third line. Sorry, what was that? You spoke in my bad ear. <laughs> I feel like, listen,
1: we're going we're gonna to...
2: I assume all old people have bad they ears.
1: Do. That's a fact. Um, we're, I'm going to say, listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to wave Philpula. It's it's okay. It's okay. We'll eat the $2 million. <laughs> it's okay. And you have Brock be the center, land on the left, and Hosang on the right, and you'll be just fine. Okay?
2: So you know what? That's not a bad idea. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, I guess, I guess I'll do that then.
1: I'll just give him like subliminal Perfect. messages all day until it happens.
2: <laughs> He's watching TV back at home. Brock for the third line. Just between every commercial break. Yep, that and 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 Hosang and
1: just like Lad, Hosang, Brock <laughs> just flashing like in between.
2: And yeah. a three. Oh my god! Comes in the office the next day. So I saw something on the television with Brock, Lad, and Hosang on the third line. I like it. It really it, it sits well with me. Matt's like fist pumping in
1: the Let's air. Let's go! It
2: worked. <laughs> ha! perfect. Okay. Oh my god.
1: Uh... Want to get into a little bit way too early power
2: rankings and predictions? Absolutely, because I also put that on the running order with you last Sunday. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so there are eight teams in the Metropolitan Division. How do we rank them? Do we just want to blurt it out and talk about why we we did it that way? Yeah, do you have the list up? I have it. So Pittsburgh, number one. Number two, Washington Capitals. Number three, the Philadelphia Flyers. Number four, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Number cinco, Carolina Hurricanes. Number six, the New Jersey Devils. I have to think about that one for a second. Seven is your New York Islanders. And number eight is the New York Rangers. (laughs) Uh,
1: I think it's fair. I agree with it for right now. Well, obviously.
2: (laughs) We all had to agree on it.
1: Yeah, that was a fun debate in the Slack group. Um, not Slack, or whatever. WhatsApp. Um, there you go. Let's start from the top. Penguins. Yeah. You have arguably the best player in the world. You have maybe two out of the top three two. centers in the league.
2: Yep. Yep. You do. According to the NHL Network, top three, two of the top three. McDavid, Crosby, Malkin. Yeah, I think that's how I'd run it, too. Yeah, probably. Easily. In this NHL, you
1: have to be strong down the middle. And that, when you add Broussard on the third line, you're pretty strong down the middle.
2: Yeah, you got Hot Dog Phil riding shotgun on on the wing. You got Chris Letang. And then you got Matt Murray on net. Like, you're good. You got a good spine for your team that you can fill in the peripheries with decent hockey players like Schultz. Is it Schultz? Okay. I was thinking, was it Schultz or Schmaltz? Something like that. Who came from Edmonton, who is terrible and is now a, what, 40, 50 point defenseman? Maybe not 50.
1: Um, He had 27 points, I guess.
2: This year? What about last year? Uh, 51. Yeah. See? Oh, that's a big drop from 51 to what do you say, 27? Yep. Yeesh. That is a big drop. But earned himself a deal, got two cups in the process that's how you do it so there's no reason to not put them number one unless you think that there's another team out there that is so much better than they are and And it's hard to see one no
1: i think you could probably flip flop the capitals and them too because they're defending champs but i think they're pretty even i think losing barry trotz is gonna hurt too which not a Mm -hmm. lot of people are talking about oh they have a very similar roster going into this year this and that but yeah you just lost your coach though
2: yeah, sure, you got Todd Reardon who was there last year, but how many times have we seen it in the NHL where a back, not maybe not a backup, but an assistant coach comes over and doesn't rep- reproduce the same thing or reproduces something different, telling you that there's a different mindset in the, for the players when another guy comes in, right? So, like, how, how is this going to play out? We don't know. We don't know what, what kind of guy Todd Reardon is. So bumping him down from one to two, I think, makes sense for the Washington Capitals.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that's fair. There might be still a little bit of a Stanley Cup hangover, too, coming up. So,
2: Yeah, that's true. So I, I think that's fair to have them second. And then third with the Philadelphia Flyers, because we like what the Flyers have done this offseason. Yeah, I definitely think the addition of JVR is going to help them out a lot. That's, that's another—I know it's the same type of player as Wayne Simmons— but it gives them an extra scoring. So Wayne Simmons was already whatever X number of points. You've added something similar to that, and you've added it for another, on another line. That's great. They could play the same way, and they can interchange players. It's not working with JBR, put in Simmons. It's not working with Simmons, put in JBR. It's perfect. Well, it's maybe not perfect, but it's a, it's a good oh, yeah, idea. Absolutely it is. It makes sense. So, And they have their young defensive line that's pretty good. Uh, and didn't they add someone in net? I was pretty sure they added someone in net. Maybe I'm mistaken.
1: They have Brian Elliott. Was he there last year?
2: Yeah, he was there that last year. So, and he was okay. He was okay. They got they brought in Peter Morazic and they let him go cuz he wasn't very good come playtime. No. Um but I think with this with this roster, you have a team that could that should make the playoffs. And that will make the playoffs, according to us. Uh, and then they, they should have enough, even just defensively, to push it forward. I I think I could see them going to the second round. I think I could see them going into the second round. Okay. What do you think about the Flyers? How do you rate the Flyers? I think they're
1: a solid team. It depends on who they're going up against. I mean, I don't know if they're necessarily better than either the Capitals or the... Um. I almost said Pirates. Uh, penguins. <laughs> um, so I don't know if they would get past them in the first round because the three is going to have to play the two. So I I definitely think they're a playoff team. I definitely put them as the third best team in the Metro as of right now, but I don't know if I can guarantee that they're getting out of the first round.
2: True. And like just, just look at the roster right now. They have Giroux, Voracek, Van Riemsdyk. Couturier, Simmons. Couturier had a huge year last year. Nolan Patrick still to live up to expectations and could. On the back end, here. Goudis is just a big goon, but still like he's effective as, as all heck on that blue line. Ivan Provorov, that's a pretty good team. And they still got $10 million worth in cap space. Like Just a few years ago, the Flyers didn't have any cap space to speak from. And now they've got space. Like Hexel has done one heck of a job refitting this franchise, and he's still got work to do. Like Yori Laterra making four point seven million dollars on the cap—that's got to go. And he's only got one year left on that, and he's gonna move that for sure. So, like this team is moving in the right direction.
1: Yeah, they definitely are. They—I de- feel like they're gonna be one of the teams on the rise in the Metro.
2: Ah, easily. And then
1: four, we have Columbus, right? hmm I, I think that makes sense. Um
2: Yeah, they should be a playoff team, playoff bubble team like they were last year. Um they've added a little bit, not much, but they don't have much to add, right? They they need centers, but who knows if Pierre Luc Dubois could be that first line center. He he might be able to. Um but we'll see if that happens. Uh, they got they got their their shooters from the back end with with Wierenski and Jones putting up what fifteen goals each if not Jones put up sixteen Jones maybe put up
1: sixteen
2: Wierenski put up sixteen also wow so like there you go that's insane from the blue line that's thirty two goals from the blue line that's nuts out of two players and then they got Sergey Bobrovsky who if he just puts up like a lead, like his own average season you're getting nine twenty goal safe uh, safe percentage out of him yeah. That's that's going to win you a ton of a ton of games just on that alone. I like
1: the move of uh, Riley Nash on the third line for third line center though.
2: Yeah, so they they filled up after Carlson left, and they're they're filling up their depth, and I I like what they've done to address their depth. I I just I don't see them passing the first round. Do you? No, I I see them as
1: a bubble playoff team, and especially we
2: don't know what's going to happen with Panarin either. That's going to be a huge issue. They've only got, what, like a week before training? Maybe not training camp. But he's given them an ultimatum of training camp, I think, before and until then, he's after that, he's not signing a deal whatsoever. Yeah, so
1: that could potentially change if they have to trade away Panarin.
2: Right, exactly. So... We'll see what happens to them. I don't see them making. I see them making the playoffs. I just don't see them doing any making any noise. But they've addressed depth, so they they could they could take a team deep and then you know flip of a coin get get through. I just I, I wouldn't like knock on favor no, to get them more. No, I'm not betting on that either. No, exactly. And then after that, we have, I hurricanes. believe it was the Devils. Sorry, right, the Hurricanes, not the Devils. I flipped the two they, in my mind. Are
1: um, making moves. They're changing things up a little bit in Carolina. They're gonna look a little bit different, but I like what they have defensively. I like it a lot.
2: Well, obviously because you want half of that defense I want over here. One sixth of that defense over here. Oh, okay. Sure. Um yeah, so obviously on the blue line, uh what is it, Justin Falk? They've got Calvin Dahan now. That that alone, a one-two ten, and they got Dougie Hamilton. So that they, as well as the um, Columbus Blue Jackets, have two guys in Falk and Hamilton that can score fifteen to sixteen goals in a season. Jacob Slavin's pretty good too. Heck yeah, just good defensive player. So he's like the Mark Edward Vlasic uh, of the team. Uh, and then they got Sebastian Aho up front. They got well, they don't have much up front, I guess. Toivo Teravainen is pretty good. Like they, they, they might be a bubble team. They, they should have been a bubble team last year. The pr- um, their problem is like they just always hover around this spot. They can't get over the hump. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they, they might not this year. Like, right? like, what, what confidence do you have in them making the playoffs this season?
1: Mm, not a lot. Just because they seem to be selling off pieces, I think they're aware that they need a bit of a rebuild here.
2: Yeah, they need to help up front. And they got Andrei Svechnikov as well that could come in and, and play in the NHL right now. Yeah,
1: they, I'm looking at Daily Faceoff right now, and they have him
2: slotted on the first line right wing. That makes sense because they got nothing else. So who's on the left there? Zykov. Jeff. Oh, yeah. Okay, Zykov. Okay. See, like, that's not a great first line. That's an okay one. But, like, it's a team rebuilding. Like you said, they're going to add pieces. And over the next couple of years, they have a great foundation in terms of defense. We'll see when it comes to the goaltending, right? Because Scott Darling no. didn't work. We'll see if it works with Peter Murazik. Maybe. Maybe he returns to form. And maybe. Maybe a new situation where he's got the confidence of the coach, the confidence of the franchise, he'll go but I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. I, I still see them as a bubble team. Agreed.
1: Yeah. Then you have the Devils at six. I think they yeah. overachieved last year, and I definitely see them taking a step back.
2: Yeah, like Terrell Hall will probably still have an okay year, even like a good year, and that still won't be enough.
1: No, because after that, like, they are not strong down the middle. No. Nico Heisher is their number one center, and I know he, you know, he's a top pick from last year, but he wasn't fantastic
2: numbers wise. He was good, he was, and he's young, right? So he'll take another step forward this year. He had fifty two points, so he, he was decent. He,
1: was, he had a he had a good first year in the league. I'm gonna be mistaken yeah, a little bit, absolutely. But then after that,
2: it's not it's not Calder caliber, but still.
1: But, like, Travis Ajak at this point in his career is in a number two center. and he, no. Pavel Zaka. So,
2: yes. Is supposed to be, should be, but isn't. And then... Right, like, should be a second line center, yeah, but isn't. he hasn't so, turned out to like, be
1: either. They, No. They're going to struggle with secondary scoring, I think.
2: Yeah, as much as they did last year. Right? Like, look at the points difference between Taylor Hall and the next one, which was Nico Heischer. Was it, 33, 35 points between the two? There's a reason that Taylor Hall won the MVP. Yeah, he literally carried that team. And I I think yeah. he has a good year. I don't think he puts up 93 points again. Probably not. Probably not. 80, 80, sure. But we'll see. I, I, I'm not confident. And then, then you look at the back end and you go, Oof, there's nothing, not a, whole, not a whole lot back there. No, uh, not so, really a whole lot. Uh, Sammy vetnan maybe is probably their best defender. Absolutely, and then it's a yeah. nose die from there. Well, but then you look at the next team on the list, and you go like, "Well, they're not a whole lot better, anyways." And that is the Islanders. Yeah, so we clearly don't expect much out of them. We think seventh, and I, I don't think that was being generous. I think generous would have been sixth. Um, right? Like their first line, their second line is still good. Uh, their defense should be better. Their goaltending should be okay, but as a whole, the quality on this team is really concentrated at the top, and then there's very little quality at the bottom. Yeah, they like they have a
1: solid piece in Barcelona, obviously. Bailey should be yeah. fine. Lee, you have Beauvilliers, stuff like that, Eberly too. But then after that there's like a significant step down.
2: Yeah. And it's not to say that their fourth line is gonna be bad. Their fourth line will will be good. But can it put up 71 points like it did two years ago? And even if it does, how how much does that help? Yeah. I I don't
1: know. I I definitely think second-line center is a huge question mark. Defensively, they're coming back with essentially the same unit that wasn't really good last year. They're hoping that it's a system thing. And Leonard's a little bit of a question mark in net too.
2: Huge question mark. Can he be that 920 goalie that he was two years ago? Maybe. But oof, oof, maybe not. That's a big if.
1: It it is a big question mark, and that's why. Like, look, um, we're obviously hoping they do better than that, but I think we have to be honest with ourselves right here and say that as of right now, this team is going to finish towards the bottom of the division.
2: Yeah. So, like, bringing it back to that fourth line because there there is quality in that fourth line, and we said, well, how many, how how good, how, how many points can they really bring in? When you look at Casey Zeke's back in 2015, 16, who led the who led the line with 29 points, his offensive point share was only 1.4, including his defensive point share of point three, 1.3. He's only bringing in a 2.7 uh, point share. That's nothing. That's nothing. Even if you put that throughout all three, you're looking at what seven and a half to seven point eight points. Probably. Ew. That's not a lot.
1: No, it's not. And look, like you said, time has passed. Those guys are getting older, too, on the fourth line. They're getting paid a lot more, too, than they were when they were first around. Oh, boy. So they definitely – it's a really crowded forward group, and there's a lot of question marks.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So seventh, I think, is fair. And then what about those losers in the eighth spot? Those losers, Uh, the red, white, and blue cause they're losers. I watch yourself. <laughs> in
1: most cases, Red White and Blue are not losers, but in this case, yeah. Um they're a rebuilding team and they have they're going with a lot of youth. Like Elias Anderson's probably their number 2
2: center. So Chitrill or whatever his name, Chikuta, Shishril or whatever his he's called that guy.
1: Yeah, so he's probably going to be playing a little bit too. Um and they definitely lack depth at center like Mika Zibanejad is fine but is he a number 1 center? I don't know.
2: Eh, I have a hard time with that one. He might be, but I he's definitely a number 2. It, it all comes back to Hank. If Hank can put up a 920 plus save percentage, they might be they 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 might finish above the Islanders. Maybe they do. Right? As long as he can play well, but at 36 is he? Like who knows? Is he already 36 years yeah. old? He must yeah, be. Yeah, I think you're right on the nose there at 36. I'm going to bring it up just to make sure. But I'm pretty sure he's 36, and that's... Come on now. Yeah, 36 years and 159 days. He'll turn 37 at the end of next season. That's He's got some gray in the beard. That's old. That is old for the NHL. For NHL
1: standards, yeah, it definitely is. And... Like, they're definitely in a transition mode. They have a rookie head coach, so I'm not expecting big things yeah. from them this year.
2: No, uh, nor should anyone. No.
1: So th- there you have it. I guess let us know if you agree yep. with it or not. Yeah, definitely. Hit us up. Um, Want to move into the social segment, Mitch?
2: Yeah, let's do that. Okay,
1: so to start off the social segment, I have a couple questions from Twitter that were asked of us to answer. So I'll okay. read them off, and, right. and we'll debate and banter for a little bit. Okay. First question is from at fan 13 What are the chances we make an offer sheet to one of the young kids in Toronto? Any chance we land Bredman or Carlson still? So I guess that's a couple okay, of questions. Okay, so this is like
2: – yeah, there's three moving pieces of that. Um, the first one being the offer sheet. Uh, I don't think we no. do – so just this year we can't, right? Because I think in terms of our limitations, we don't have our second, third, or fourth round pick, so we're limited in terms of what we can offer in terms of offer sheets. and I think the minute, the only thing we can offer is anything above like nine million or something. I'm, I'm trying to get the calculator out right now, or what is it called? I, Come on there, why can't I find it?
1: I looked I don't think they can because you're, you're still going to have to offer picks that they don't have. And it has to be your own picks. It can't be picks that were acquired in
2: a trade. That's right. Um, offer sheet calculator. There it is. Uh, offer sheet. So we have to, if you want to do it this year, and the only one that's available is William Carlson. Yeah. We have to offer $10.148 million as an offer sheet. That's all we can offer or anything below $1.339 million. Yes. Not happening Which, for a knee He's not. He's no. So next year, could we? Yeah, sure. We could next year It try to offer sheet Marner uh, or, or Matthews. But I, I like we haven't seen an offer sheet now for anyone. We're not going to see one next no, year. No,
1: I, I don't think it's happening.
2: Right. Like no one's done them. No one's going to do them. No. Unfortunately.
1: And for the second part of the question, I don't think they're land than anybody else.
2: Yeah, like I, I want to believe, I really do. But listen, the Islanders still aren't a destination. It's starting. It's it's, it's moving forward, but in, until it moves to a point where players actually want to come here, I I don't think we're linked to these guys. Although Panarin, it seemed like he was interested based off Elliot Freeman, but yeah, I think that's with, with that was with Tavares probably, and now that's not the case. Uh, although Barzell, maybe
1: we mm-hmm. still got Matty B. That's right. Next one is from. A Breaker or Brecker. Um anybody think that Lad can step into captain role and actually be the vet we brought in to lead? Long shot, but ThoughtSiles fans. What, you wanna go first?
2: Uh sure. I don't think so. Mm. Not a C. He's not C material. Not with that contract. Like no way. No way. And A, sure. He's got leadership qualities, he's got two rings on his fingers. Yada yada yada. He's got the intangibles and A yeah, at I, best.
1: You? What do what do you think? I don't think he shouldn't touch the captaincy with a ten foot pole. You should be anywhere near No. It.
2: No. The optics of him being a captain look
1: terrible. No. And I look, I'm not saying your best player necessarily has to be your captain, but like That's come true. On. I think the Islanders can have no. better options. I'd rather Johnny Boychuk. And I'm not even a fan of Johnny Boychuk's contract. It's not as bad as Lads, but I would rather go boychuck at that point.
2: Yeah, no, definitely, completely agree. I, I don't think he. No, I don't even think they name a captain this year. They're just no, gonna I go.
1: agree. They're going to go with
2: what was it? Three A's or four A's? As many A's as they want. Oh, they all get A's. It's, they're just going to Oprah with A's. Everyone gets an A. <laughs> You're
1: too much for me today. <laughs>
2: That's right. I tried to shake as violently as I could without my chair squeaking like crazy. It didn't
1: work. Last question is from Junior Junior 73 I wrote the names of all the forwards on a piece of paper. There's too many. I don't see how the roster yep. comes together. There's always a what-do-you-do-with-this-guy moment. How do you see the line shaking out? I like Kovar, Kovar between Lee and Bailey. Line 2 is the same. Line 4 is... E equals MC squared line and line three question mark.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, the, so we wrote, we wrote that a number of times. We spoke about it a few times on the podcast. I, I still have it written on the, on the table over there in the other room because I haven't erased it yet. Although much to my wife's chagrin. Um, yeah. I, I agree with the first and the second line. Uh, the third line is probably going to be some combination of Philipula Komarov, lad. Uh, and then we'll see about what happens but then that de- it depends on whose youth what, what youth do we bring does Hosang come in because then someone's got to go uh, and then the 7th defenseman we only have 6 according to Cap Friendly right Boychuk, Letty, Hickey, Pulak, Pelic, Mayfield that's 6 so if we're bringing in Devin Taze someone's got to go to make our, our roster to 23 so Kuhn probably expendable well definitely expendable so he's probably gone uh, and who after that like Are you going to really let Ross Johnson go? I don't know. That doesn't seem to make sense. If you just gave him a
1: four-year deal?
2: Yeah. Kovar, maybe. But then is Brock your second line center? Probably. And you're not moving Komarov or Filippo. They got modified no trays and no move clauses. So is it Matty Martin? Do you move Matty Martin out? Why would you do that? Why would you bring a heart and soul guy to be like, man, we're going to cut you in uh, three months. What?
1: I don't know. That one wouldn't make much sense either. I've done that. I can't tell you how many t- times I've <laughs> written down the Islanders forwards group and come up with different lines. There's probably like I've had maybe nine different combinations somewhere.
2: So we agree on the on the top line, right, of uh, what? Lee? No, you, you say he said Lee, Kovar, Bailey, top line. Yeah, I it? want that as line two. And Yeesh. then I'm bo- boosting yeah. the second line up to the top line. I only say each because of who's at, who's at center and, and maybe that changes, but I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I put the top line of, of Bo Barzal Eberle. And then there's the third line who I've settled on lad, uh, Filippola, Komarov. That's what I've settled on. Unless Hossein comes in and then Komarov is just a scratch. Where are you putting Nelson? Which means pff, I don't care where I put Nelson. Um.
1: I'm going with Nelson. the third line we came up with before, Lad, Nelson, and Hosang.
2: I like it. I like that. I like it a lot. But then that means Philpula and Komarov are just sitting on the no, bench. Then I'm um, having
1: uh, Komarov slash Martin on the left wing, interchangeable. Sizikas, Clutterbuck, fourth line, and waving Philpula. I don't know if you can with the no move
2: clause. You can't wave someone with a no move clause. Well, I don't. I don't know. I, I haven't looked up the rules, but I don't imagine you can. You can't move them. You don't know if you can wave them. Uh, no. I, I again, I haven't looked up the rule, but I'm gonna err on the side of caution and say you probably can't.
1: We did this. We've done debates like this in the past, and we were wrong both yeah. times. Can you wave a no move? Oh, don't look laws. it up now. Let,
2: let's let's take that off the line. We're gonna be here all night because there's no definitive source no. on that. You have to read the collective bargaining agreement.
1: Uh, N- NMC cannot be placed on waivers or sent to miners.
2: Boom, boom goes the dynamite. I was right. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So. We'll see about that. No, there's no definitive line, but I think that's the whole point of training camp is to figure out what these four lines are going to be. There's going to be competition throughout the roster, and it's going to be one of the most intense training camps you'll ever see. Yeah. If you can go watch training camp, do so. Yeah. I'm going to, if
1: possible. There you go. Boom. Uh, Mitch, you got anything for social? That was it for the
2: questions. I I had one thing here that I wanted to add before we have to go. And it's from Long Island XPYW uh, saying, Coming soon, Gordon Dad Hats, only at... Uh, let me click on the link here because it's a short link that they've got going on. It's a net, and it's a fisherman hat. So it's the, just the, the face of the fisherman <laughs> on a black <laughs> it's hat. It's like the lie hat. Yeah,
1: It's the L-I-E for Long Island Expressway.
2: Oh, well, I just pronounced it as it's written, so maybe they should put something else there to make it clear uh, to Mitch other people so Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that they got the fisherman hat or the fisherman face on the hat i love it i'm not gonna buy it because i'm not a big fan of dad hats but i think it's you're a not fun a buy. fan so of that looking
1: hats? that's the not maybe biggest surprise i've ever found out about you
2: <laughs> i like my baseball hats even though i don't really like baseball that also much. like a
1: fitted baseball
2: hat Absolutely. Love fitted hats. Seven and three-eighths. That's my head size. Um, love okay. them. Good to know. Yeah. That's all I've got for the social All subject. right.
1: I think that's going to do it here for us then. For yes. So let's do some plugs before we get out of here and some PSAs.
2: Coming in under the hour. Yeah.
1: Perfect. <laughs> all right. So first, let's start with this. Wherever you're listening, whether it's the podcast app, wherever, subscribe Rate and review. But only rate if you're going to rate good. If you're giving us a one star, save it, all right?
2: <laughs> I don't no, Whatever. I want five
1: star reviews only.
2: <laughs> okay. Only five right. stars. Only five stars for Maddie.
1: Also, please give us a follow on Twitter if you're not already. That's where all the magic happens at Eyes on Isles FS. My personal Twitter account is at Matt O'Leary NY. Recently, we've been debating whether Halloween's a good holiday or not. So if you're into that kind of stuff and yeah. all other takes, you could do that. At TLO Mitch is Mitch's Twitter account. I don't know what you've been up to lately on there. F-
2: you can follow all of my dad's escapades. I recently made beer. We'll see how that turns yeah. out.
1: So you could follow that storyline on Mitch's Twitter account. Uh, please like our Facebook page as well facebook.com slash Eyes on Isles of course you can visit the website com for all your New York Islanders needs you can download our app too and get push notifications uh, so Eyes on Isles in your app store or Google Play store whatever you use to download your apps Um, did I hit everything?
2: I think you hit think everything. everything so that's
1: going to wrap it up for episode number 51 Mitch
2: Yes, Franz Nielsen edition. So there you have it.
1: This has been the Eyes on Isles podcast, and we will talk to you next time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer.